why do I get rejected so much? We are so glad that you're here because you're choosing to thrive after betrayal, trauma, or addiction. Hi, I'm Ashlyn, the once betrayed. I'm Kobe, the once addicted. And I'm Brandon, the expert. Now, why am I an expert? Because I've treated betrayal, trauma, and addiction for over a decade. I want to invite you guys over to our premium site where you get in-depth content and access to us. We answer questions there for you and you get interaction with like-minded people. All right, today I'm going to read a review from our course, Shattered to Thriving. So I wanted to share this because it's not being offered this second right now, but what what's cool and why I want to share is because it was exciting for us to the, do this launch and for so many people to respond and to trust us with giving them these skills to help them get unstuck. But the coolest part is when they actually say it's working. And so this was one of the feedback we got. It says, today I use processing the pain advice given in the first module and um, from one of Brandon's other courses. And from the very, for the very first time in 17 years, I've actually been able to do it effectively. And I love the process. Knowing where it fits into the fear cycle, um, what the emotion is and what the facts are. And the reality or perception is the most empowering thing. Wow. In the past, this would have resulted in an argument and crazy making, but with your help and guidance, I just took my very first step to healing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's hard work, but it's so much better than the old vicious cycle that I've been stuck in. That's awesome. Yeah. So good. Wish you well. Thanks for that. I, uh, I, I was running my women's group today and we were talking about getting unstuck and moving beyond um, the things that are holding them back. And one thing that was identified is that it takes courage in order to process pain and change is always difficult. And to hear somebody who's, who's probably been really good at stuffing the pain and to, to start to step into that, to process it, to feel it and to move beyond that, that's, uh, that's why we do what we do. So, I really appreciate that. Okay, let's talk rejection. Why do they reject yeah. me so much? Yeah, and, and, and this is um, September now. It's September the 3rd today I think while so. we're recording. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but September for us is actually... Sextember. Yes. Which can scare a few of our listeners off. But yes. we want you to stay if you feel like you can. Absolutely. Because we're talking about some stuff here that needs to be talked about. And in as much as it might not be the thing that you want right now, or you might not feel ready for it, at some point in time, you will. And well, it can serve you. Well, we're, all, we're all sexual beings, no matter how long ago you were betrayed or whether you're struggling with this sex addiction, you're in sobriety for a long time, you're a sexual being. So... Um, we're, we're in no way saying it's time to go out and jump your partner's bones and, totally. and that's just what you do because you should do that in relationship and all of that stuff. No, but we're not going to shy away from talking about sex and healthy sex. And it's such an important part of healthy relationships and it can be really destructive. It can be really, um, sex can be a destructive thing or it be, can be a really good thing in, in a relationship. And, and our goal um, as we talk about it, is to differentiate between 
that and those those types of relationships okay can i share a couple things to uh -huh. get us started okay so i'm sharing over on my mama bear fitness account because it's a little bit different audience i uh -huh. i'm trying to be more respectful over on our ashland and kobe and if you don't want to listen to it you know you don't need to um so i'm getting a lot of questions and comments and i had someone say um something to the fact of like you shouldn't be posting this stuff it could be really triggering and my response is like, I don't want to live in who I once was. Like, yeah. I don't live in trauma anymore. And I want to be able to show up as who I am now. And that's the goal for all of us. Like, Absolutely. I've heard you say it before. No one gets married and wants like, I want to live a sexless marriage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, this is going right. to be awesome. Right. And yet a lot of us show up that way. Right. So um, first off, I want you to know that if you feel, um, I had a girl say, should I, you know, this part of recovery, do I need to be doing this? Like, I feel so unsafe. Like one, no, you don't need to be doing you this right now. You don't force yourself. No. no. Um, and you're normal if you feel that way. Yes. And then I had another girl in my group say, but I feel the opposite. Like I want this so bad. And then my spouse isn't on board. Right. And so am I normal? Like what's yeah. wrong with me? What is normal yeah. when it comes to sex? And, 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 and everybody's relationship is a little bit different and they're in different places and so they have different feelings going on. Um, what should you be feeling sexually? Um, so uh, let's back up a little bit. Um, rejection is such a, an important part of a healthy sex life. Um, yeah, Wait, it's that, important? <laughs> yeah. Rejection is such a healthy part of a good sex life. And so let's talk about rejection. Now, sometimes too much rejection can be a really unhealthy part of a sex life. Um, and it, it goes both ways. Um, believe it or not, if you're listening to this, uh, whether you're the betrayer or the betrayed. Or the um, indulgent. Yeah, the, the indulgent person who struggled with sex addiction um, or the person who's been betrayed. Um, I hear from couples about feelings around rejection from both sides. So the, the person who's been betrayed oftentimes gets rejected a lot. Um, and the person who has, has betrayed oftentimes gets rejected a lot and for different reasons. And so it's a complex issue. And, but but I, I wanna start by just saying rejection in and of itself is an important part of a healthy relationship. If your spouse gives you sex every time you come on to them, that means they're not being honest with you. Um, and because the fact of the matter is they're probably not always revved up and ready to go. And uh, they, they might just do it out of obligation or because just because you want it, and that will breed some resentment. Or so fear. Yeah, yeah, they do it out of fear that you might act out or, or, or whatever. Um, and so it's important f in, a, in a healthy relationship for w either partner to be able to say, no, I'm not interested. And for them not to be codependent with their partner to say, well, I'm so worried about their feelings or what's going to happen or all, th all those things. Therefore, I can't show up in my truth and where I'm at. So a healthy boundary in a, in a good relationship is being able to, to tell your partner no. Um, and you can be empathetic and you can be kind about it. You don't have to be a jerk about it. Um, but it's, it's really important to be able to be honest. There's, a, there's another component to this word reject or, or rejection that is, is different in my head as I think back to 
what I would experience. And we'll go into this more, but it's rejection is, is it I'm rejecting the invitation to have sex now? Or am I rejecting you as a person and partner? Yes. And that seems like, well, that's, I, I don't know if anybody thinks that's like a silly statement, those two, but that's literally what I struggled with. And I did uh, for one primary reason. And that's because I thought, well, if you love me, you're going to have sex with me. Because I just, it was one, it was, I shouldn't say it was one dimensional, but when it came to intimacy, it totally was. When is, when is it an appropriate time to take rejection personally? When is it a good time? When there, isn't, <laughs> yeah, okay. when there isn't communication, when there isn't trust, when there isn't a feeling of safety. Well, it's still not, it's still not healthy. I mean, I mean, my spouse might reject me every single night, and it's still on me whether I take that personally or not. No, no, I act, I act like this is so easy. Like, just get over it. Don't take it personal that you're getting rejected over and over and over again. That's a hard, hard thing to do. Um, but if you take it personally, then that's you going into that victim role. And um, you're going to feel resentment. You're going to feel stuck. You're not going to be able to move forward much in the relationship. And you'll sit back and just wallow in that. Um, the, the fact of the matter is, is if they reject you, um, then they're they're just expressing to you where they're at their truth um it might be about you you might have really stinky breath and they don't want to ha- get close to you and you can hear that feedback and say gosh what can i do for you to be more attracted to me and i, I want to be connected to you um but that's still them saying for me i don't want to get close to stinky breath that's about them Totally. Right. That actually was one of our issues, (laughs) ironically. And the truth is, the more I talk about this openly, the more I hear how normal it can be to Mm. like, I have sensory issues. Right. And so we have adapted and Kobe has stepped into that to be like, oh, okay. Like, let me deal with gum. People, I have a stash of gum in our closet (laughs) for this very purpose. Right. Now, but we're talking about kind of the easy stuff. Yeah. Right. Because rejection happens on so many levels and is pretty complex. Um, so com- let, let's talk first about um, why the, the betrayed gets rejected sexually. You, you think this is backwards. Um, there's, there's the indulgent. He's been acting out with other women or with pornography or whatever. Then, but he doesn't want sex with his spouse. Uh, that's confusing. Um, what's the reasons for that? Do you guys know? Ashlyn, what's going through your head? <laughs> um, well, I just had this talk in uh, one of my groups, and it was cute to see her walk through the stories that she was telling herself about why he was doing that, but then also have empathy and understanding of, like, I think this is where he's at, though. Um, and that's because she sat in it rather than reacted in the yes. moment, right? To sit with that, like, discomfort of, like, why am I feeling rejected? Let's, right. let's you know, figure this out. So... For um, what she was saying was she felt a lot of rejection. Um, well, what's wrong with me? That must be why he's saw other women or why he's gone to pornography um, and then not showing up. But she's like, but so, it's so that's her, her internalizing it, saying yeah. something's wrong with me. But then yeah. she's like, but sex is super vulnerable. It's mm-hmm. us both sharing and like trying to connect. It takes a little more effort than just sitting in front of a screen or meeting up with someone. It's, it's effort. And yeah. so she's like, maybe it's just it's sometimes too much 
yeah. connection and yeah. too much of that for him. So that's one of the big ones is it's, you know, it's so much easier to go get that dopamine hit through lust than it is through intimacy. And intimacy gives you a dopamine hit. It does, but you got to work, f- <coughs> you got to work for it to get there. And so, but, but it, it, but it's also, it requires like looking at porn doesn't require vulnerability. Exactly. But having sex with my partner requires intimacy. No, no, not true. Hold uh, on, hold making, on, hold on. Making let, let love with this. your partner requires. Okay, so that's true. Intimacy. That's true. I was yes. I was mixing those two up. So so but is the making love part what is so hard? Yes. And scary? Yes. So because it's like, oh man, I don't want them to see into me. Don't want them so to see. So you take an me. addict full of shame. Nobody will love me as I am. Um, you know, if they really knew me, they'd reject me. So so they're thinking, gosh, I don't wanna I don't wanna really go connect on an emotional level, on a spiritual level, to, to work toward that intimate sexual level. Yeah. That's scary. That's really scary. So um I, I'm just gonna, you know, I'm gonna push away subtly or I'm going to push away blatantly and, and just like, I don't, I'm not interested. I'm not interested physically. And, um, it can feel so, um, so lonely and hard for the partner who's getting rejected. It's really confusing. Um, you, you couple that with, um, that the whole thing where if he's acting out with pornography, um, and other or, and or other women, then she's probably in a state of um, comparison and feeling like it is because I'm not enough. I'm not beautiful enough. I'm not okay. And so he doesn't want to have sex with me because of that. Um, Usually the part that's not seen is he doesn't want to have sex with me because it's so vulnerable and so uncomfortable for him. Now, I do got to say, and listen to me carefully right now. This is really important that you hear exactly what I say. Um... He's not, uh, at times, and this could be triggering, this isn't across the board, um, he doesn't want to connect with you physically um, because his tolerance is built up. Um, He's looking at some pretty explicit, unrealistic things, and he is comparing you to that. And and sex with you doesn't give him the hit that he's going for. And that's a darn good thing because I hope that... um, that in your marriage you work toward lovemaking and not not pleasing his sexual desires and his sexual needs. Um, now the good news is is if he sobers up and he's not acting out with lust and explicit materials and things like that, that his brain can correct itself and he can heal and he can um, totally be attracted to you even though he's he's crossed those lines in the past. Um, so a combination of those two things can really create some confusion and loneliness and fear for a partner. So does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, that, that, that kind of change is totally and entirely possible. And, you know, it's, it's, it's totally possible to change that. And it's possible to be present and to be in the moment and to be connected and it's like the effort and the work that you do to build trust and connection with, hey, I'm going to take out the trash and you really do it, or I'm going to put the kids to bed and you really do it. Those things build trust and safety. 
um, so that when um, sexual intimacy, you know, presents itself and it's right in front of us, then it's like, oh yeah, like I can be present. I can be here. I want to be present. Yeah. Like, yes. Like, let's connect. This is amazing. Yes. Not, I want to run the other way or I want to be mean to you so that I can reject you because I really am scared of this intimacy. Um, so I just want to say to the partner who's being rejected in a scenario like this, um, one, you're not alone in the way that you're feeling. Um, I've, I talked to so many people who feel similar and um, they're hurt and they're confused and they're frustrated and uh, they feel a lot of shame. And so you're not alone. And secondly, it's easy for me to say this, but it's not about you. Um, it's your partner struggling with their intimacy and their attachment issues. And um, I know that's that that doesn't fix the problem to hear that. But that's important context yeah, to I understand you know that it's not about you. Um, totally agree. And and and. and you can work on the attachment and the intimacy. It can get better. Um, okay. So there's other reasons why rejection's there um, in that direction, but let's, let's flip it. Um, where the betrayed is rejecting the indulgent. Um, I think this one's a little more obvious, um, but why does that happen? Well, Kobe mentioned it, lack of safety and trust. That's what it was for me and is for so many. Um, it's just scary yeah, if you absolutely. don't have that foundation to say, I'm going to be vulnerable and intimate with this person and love them and allow them to love me when you can't even have like a normal <laughs> everyday conversation. Yeah. So if the foundation of the relationship isn't there, but you just keep having sex just because you should, because it's your duty. And that, that's the sex that, that is the destructive type of sex in a relationship. Um, so after betrayal, there takes some, some um, repair work on the foundation of that relationship. And um, usually the partner isn't eager to jump your bones when they're feeling so unsafe. Um, sometimes they are out of a place of fear and control but it's not lovemaking. It's not real intimacy. Um, so yeah, I'm not interested to be close with you in that way because I don't feel like you love me and we're that safe together. I think that's healthy. I think it's normal to feel that. Yeah, but where does your head go or where did it go in those moments when you know, it wasn't necessarily a punishment? It looks like it could be a punishment, right? Like I'm gonna take sex yeah, yeah, away. Yeah. But it's more of I'm protecting my heart and myself from whatever's happening. Um, but I know it can make up a lot of stories in your head as the indulgent. Oh, it totally did. Um, it, it could be validating for me mm -hmm. having sex with you. And so not having sex is like, wait, am I not okay? Mm -hmm. um, it could be just an expression of love. Like if... You know, all the years I traveled internationally, coming home and wanting to have sex, um, I would I would want that, and I think we both longed for each other. But um, oftentimes, it was like when you would say no, it was like I interpreted it as, like I said at the very beginning of the episode, a total rejection of me as a person. Wait, you don't you don't love me, and and that's again one of Spike's really um, just just really. Um, 
horrible um, tricks and narratives is an all or nothing, like only the Sith deal in absolutes. Well, well, let's. That's let, not Harry Potter. That's Star Wars. Only the Sith <laughs> deal in absolutes. So, so it's never going to be that way, right, Ashlyn? Just because you're saying I'm not going to have sex with you, doesn't mean that you love me any less. It might mean that you might not trust me very much, and you don't feel very safe in the moment. But, 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 but I think it's important to r- identify to not put too much meaning on everything. So if you go to your partner and they s- and you say, hey, I want to have sex. That, I mean, one, that's not a very good come online. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but two, if they say, if they say no, thank you, um, what could the reason be? Could it be that you have bad breath, that you suck, that you, uh, I'm not attracted to you, you have no worth, you have, it could be that, they're tired. Like they're really tired. It could be that they've been dealing with kids all, all day and their head just isn't in that space at all. Um, it could be something totally minuscule and just n- not that big of a deal at all. And I think you said it earlier, Kobe, um, real intimacy exists in the present moment. It's, it's all about presence and mindfulness. And you can be intimate with somebody without being sexual with somebody. In fact, you're much more likely to have sex when you, you meet them on that intimate level of where are you at? Why are you there? Show me who you are. And I'm not doing this just to get in your pants. I'm, I'm doing this just because I care about you and I want to connect to where you're at. Um, if, you, if, you, if you bring it in all these assumptions and all this meaning, then the moment they say, no, thank you, it's, you're gone. You're, you're thinking all this stuff about your self-worth and this and that, and, all, and you're so far gone that that is not attractive. It's not like, oh, okay, now that you're, you're assuming that I'm just mean and horrible and I'll, we'll never have sex again in a million years, oh, now I really want to have sex with you. It doesn't work that way. There's, right? no, there's no masculinity. There's no strength in, in that kind of response in, where in, you shrink. In a mopey, begging, pouty um, you know, you, you pout around because you didn't get what you wanted. That's not attractive, and it, it doesn't make them want to be connected to and, you. And we spent many years in that place, didn't we, Ashlyn? No. You've <laughs> <laughs> never done that. Never. You are so perfect. No, yeah, we, that's lived, we've lived That's that. rubbish. We've yeah. lived that life. Totally. Um, and, you know, it, it, I, it has me thinking. I love what you said, Brandon, because it's – you're you bringing it back it's not about you yeah yeah and even if it is about you it's still their opinion of you yeah right like yeah, it's exactly. not about you exactly and so i just i love that like keep, take some simple truths from this episode um like that um another one that you've kind of danced around is that sex does not equal love yeah and we both had that mentality for such a long time so when we were having sex that meant we were in love and sex all was is not well. a tool to, to <laughs> yeah, create love. Yeah. And so yeah. I do, I hear from the betrayed, I hear from the addicted saying, oh, well, if we're not having sex, like we're not doing good, but it's like, no, no, you could be at a pivotal point where allowing that distance from that specific thing, for instance, us, we chose to do a sex fast. Right. We chose to be very intentional in saying, we're going to take this off the table. We're going to deconstruct where our heads are, take that love, sex equals love, and just, no. Take it off the table. Take it off. And and it sounds scary. I had a few people say, I listened to that episode, and my husband just thought that was stupid. Yeah. Like, that's such a stupid idea to do a sex fast. 
And I'm like, that's the more reason the to more do it. The more stupid he thought it was, the more he, yeah, <laughs> you, you need should consider it. it. Yeah. <laughs> because there, it is, it's not forever. When your spouse is saying, hey, let's try this thing to build safety and trust and to maybe break apart what we once had that wasn't healthy yeah. and say, let's do it different. That's a pivot point. That's a good thing. Yes. That's them saying, I love you. And I want to get closer yes. to you. I, yes. This is me saying, I love you. I'm trying to work on this, but I need to do this in order to get to that. Yes. It's amazing to me when, um, when, when we set up a sex fast and let's say, let's say it's more the woman pushing for the sex fast and, but the, but the guy respects it. And he's, he's totally on board and he's patient and he's kind and, and all the pressure is removed from her. All the expectations. Have, yeah. All the expectations, all the pressure, you know what happens a lot of times? They can't make 30 days. She wants, <laughs> she wants to have sex. It's the craziest thing. Yeah. And you know what's crazy? Okay. So reverse sex chamber. It's let's have sex every day and not, and take excuses off the table. So this is when you're in a different place. Obviously you're in a good place. Disclaimer. This is not the beginning of recovery. Yes. This is Kobe and I last year. So we're years into this, whatever that's where we're at. This is our story. But, um, it also took off all the expectations, even though we knew we're going to show up for each other every day. Right. It was like, Oh, well, if I know we're going to do this thing, like I'm going to be flirty. I'm going to show up different. And so it was like both of these situations, totally opposite. That's interesting. Yes. Hmm. It was crazy. Yeah. Do you see the look in his eyes, Ashlyn? He's like, wow. (laughs) Yeah. My my brain never thought of it that way. Um, That's awesome. I worked with, with some people. Um, They, they didn't have sex in over a decade. They're still married. Oh, wow. And, um, there was a lot of rejection going on early on in their marriage, and then there wasn't any rejection for years because neither one of them were willing to get rejected, so they just shut it down. Oh, they just shut it down. They didn't want... They would rather not get rejected than take the risk of being. it takes to be vulnerable oh, and have sex. Um, that's not a healthy relationship either. So what you said earlier is... It's, you can be in a healthy, intimate relationship and not be having sex. Um, I believe, I get this question all the time, well, d- is, you know, for a healthy relationship, is, does sex have to be a part of it? And I actually believe so. I think that, um, you know, our, our sexual connection is as important as our m- emotional and spiritual connection. And, um, you know, uh, there's certain circumstances that you might not be able to have sex traditionally or whatever, but that sexuality, that connection sexually is really important. And it's something that that needs to be worked toward and worked on, and those foundations of the relationship have to be there for it to really work well. Um, and when it does, it's the greatest thing ever. Uh, but it's important to understand what healthy sex in a marriage is. And healthy sex in a marriage is, is one of the most important things about it is that both people are, are consenting, but more than that are wanting to connect sexually. And it doesn't mean both people have to orgasm every time, um, but um, both people are saying, I'm, I'm into this, I'm present, I'm here. Right. <laughs> Kobe's like, what? <laughs> no. And I asked that question on social media, like gave him three options. What is healthy sex? Is it sex three times a week? Is it when both people feel 
it's healthy when right. um, every single day, no matter what. And it was so interesting to see how people responded because you're like, I don't know what is what is healthy sex. Yeah, yeah. I'm, my guess is everyone's having it every day. And right. the truth is all the people who reached out to me last year in sect- September, less than 1% were like, oh, we're already doing this. And I yeah, was like, yeah. okay. So the normal is whatever it is for you. Yes, absolutely. So, so having said all this, be open to rejection. It's a healthy thing. It's well, rejection is a good thing. um, But rejection every single time is not a good thing. (laughs) So work toward um, that intimacy piece so that you can make love so that so that your partner wants to get close to you and vulnerable with you. And then on the other end of it, work work toward um, putting yourself out there and being vulnerable and being open in, in the marriage and in the, in the relationship. So I will say it was really scary for me to start working on this work. Um, it's the sex part of yeah, it. Oh yeah. Because it's, there was so much trauma there and so much insecurity for me, like, well, he never chose me. Well, and, and some therapists immediately will start working on that when that is not, what what needs to be worked on at the beginning Um, with recovery especially with addiction you got to remove the wedge of addiction um, and heal some of that betrayal trauma before you really push toward this intimacy and this vulnerability that we're talking about so I hope I hope you, you all understand that yes and I did do some trauma work around this subject I also did a lot of online courses and things like that to really start to understand who the heck I was yes as a sexual being and to you know start asking questions to Kobe and not just like sit back and wait for him to tell me it's awesome <laughs> so that's awesome go Ashley. fight win okay guys this is an episode the first of uh September 2019 and uh we will touch on it uh, again so if you have heard you, anything did you, you like. say touch on it on purpose <laughs> whoa <laughs> Where are we going? <laughs> no, really, though, if, if you like this, if you've heard something that you do like, um, that you can't appreciate or relate with, share this, because uh, this can do some good for people who are living within this space of recovery or not. Because rejection, it's a human thing. Absolutely. Thanks for being here, you guys. See you guys.